I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, February 11th, 2023. I'm your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. How you doing, Andy? Very well. What a weekend. Smashed it in, in some Very sense. good. Had a, had a, had a, I was at a wedding. Had a great weekend. Free bar wedding as well Oof. in a castle. Who doesn't love that? And then add on top of that, my phone just giving me excellent football notifications. Um, so all you can look for, and you bet. I mean, you better introduce the man who kicked it all off for us this weekend. I, 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 I will do, but I will also add that being at that wedding meant I didn't see Dundee United get beat this weekend. So even better for me, just as a football fan. Um, so as Gordon alluded to, we have the same guest as last week who had a very good week. Um, so hi, Mister Dave Greenfield. Oh, how we doing, guys? Good work. Yeah, yeah very, very good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that was down to your picks last week. Uh, tremendous <laughs> once again. Not too shabby. Yeah, really, really good work. And we will get on to reviewing last week and how we got on. Uh, new listeners, obviously, the spoilers being put out there that we had a, a pretty damn good week last week. So let's get right in about it. Um, going through the bankers, the values, the outsiders and the charity picks um, from last weekend. We have a short break and then we'll hit out with the picks for next week, uh, the weekend of February 11th. So last week, the banker bets, uh, mine was a traditional 3pm Saturday UK time in the English Premier League for Brighton versus Bournemouth and the home win for Brighton. Quite fancied it. I just didn't see the game going any way, other way at odds of 1-3. to three. Uh, and I, <laughs> It was quite late in the day. It did come in, but it was looking pretty shaky for a while. Uh, Brighton with the 1-0 winner with a very late goal. I mean, the amount of times we've fucked by late goals, to be honest, it's, it's quite nice to just have one. It's like, yeah, one went our way and, you know, we it, it did. No late goal needed for me as uh, Dave picked my, uh, my, my my banker bet ahead of time by texting me. We said we have a group that obviously discusses our picks before we come on, um, but nothing for the middle section. He texts me going, are you backing Napoli? Of course I'm backing <laughs> Napoli. And they went out and won 3-0. Um, Kvach Galea. And uh, Victor Ogemen are the two at the moment. Victor Ogemen's coming to the Premier League next year, man. He's He's been unbelievable at the moment for Napoli. He got a brace as well. Uh, a 3-0 win over Spezia. And uh, yeah, which lent, that was actually Sunday. Um, so I was the last of the bankers. But Dave, how did your traditional kickoff go? Yeah, just uh, if uh, Boschemen stays fit, yeah, he'll be at Chelsea next year for about 600 million. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Over 20 years, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, my banker was uh, Middlesbrough against Blackpool, and uh, I like Middlesbrough, and they uh, duly won three uh, nil. Chubrat on the league's top goal scorer got a brace, and then uh, Paddy McNair, once of Manchester United fame, uh, completed the scoring. I mean Middlesbrough bossed the game; they had seventy six percent possession, six shots on target uh, to Blackpool's one. So. Like we were saying last week, no big Mick energy to get them started, but <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, the banker treble, banker treble, yeah, Beauty. banker treble in at odd, combined odds of around one point eight to one. Uh, so hey, can't ask for better than that. On to the value picks. Uh, I was in the Belgian league, the top league there, the Jupiler Pro League, which has done me well of late. Um, and I was backing against Bottom Club Sarang and taking Leuven to get an away from home win. This game was one all at half time, uh, although Leuven seemed to have the better of it, according to the stats. And I got a wee goal alert uh, in the 85th minute and thought things were all rosy. Nope. Uh, the goal was for the home team Sarang. So I lost my lost my value pick so my my four to five shot did not come in 
I mean, mine started a, a lot better than even money. Um, mine's just Lorient versus uh, Lorient versus Angers, and we briefly discussed Lorient versus Riem midweek as well. Um, so, which was one of those glorious ones where both teams got paid out, uh, irrespective of who you picked. Uh, Lorient went up two 0 and then lost the game four two. Um, which we did say there was, I wouldn't have backed them. I'd have backed them. I'd have backed Riem in that spot. But I was on Lorient for my value, and. Uh, Kind of nothing game, nil-nil, uh, uh, pretty even game overall. Uh, the write-up of it didn't didn't allude to much happening on either side. There was no chopped-off goals or anything there. So, yeah, didn't didn't get the values here. And I was, I mean, I wait until we finish the values and the charities before I discuss my the overall week here. But it's it's a very unusual week for a couple of reasons. So, Dave, take us through your value. Yeah, so my value is Gillingham uh, against Crawler. And uh, you could get Gillingham at 11 to 10, and they uh, ended up winning the game 1 0. Uh, very even first half. The, literally, the stats were 50% possession each, one shot on target each. Uh, not a normal game, but then Gillingham uh, didn't take control of possession, but they upped their game and had seven shots on target to uh, Crawley's only one in the second half. And it was uh, Sean Williams that got the goal just after half time, which. Uh, they held on pretty comfortably after that 1-0 win. Yeah. Beautiful, Dave. Uh, myself and Gordon falling at the, the value hurdle, but you uh, continuing your, your good run and even getting the value pick in. Right. We then move on to the outsiders. Now, I've been saying it for the last few weeks that this is this has been this season easily our most profitable section, uh, regularly hitting two out of three outsiders and uh and the big odds we put them on at, I always back them as a tricksy so two out of three is wonderful but for 2023 at least chasing the the first time we get all three out of three and my game was Sunday in the Jupiler Pro League backing Genk away from home at Ghent just doing my nice pronunciations of my K's and my T's there uh who were the league leaders and who I've backed a lot of times in the uh, banker slot actually falling into the outsider slot this week but sticking with them and I'm glad I did as they ran out 3-2 winners uh, they went a goal down so the game was bookended by Ghent goals they went they scored first Genk then went 3-1 up uh, and as we know the Belgian Jupiler Pro League is not an early payout league so when Ghent scored to make it 3-2 with two minutes to go I was kind of thinking oh no why am I having to sweat this <laughs> yeah but but they held on and they had the best of the game as well. So my outsider, um, reasonably comfortable, uh, albeit it ended in a in a three two win for Genk. So a thirteen to eight outsider win. I think uh, Flash Score even uh, got mixed up with that because I remember texting you boys at one point. They said it was a two one to uh, Ghent and it was actually two one to Genk. Wasn't it? So I, mean, I got confused for the night of the teams. <laughs> they pressed the wrong button because the teams look so, so similar. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but no, the Bet365 alert didn't get it wrong. So, uh, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty clear from watching their graphics what was going on. Um, yeah, so, the, yeah, the delighted. Score, the Flash score one was funnier because it said, like, VAR under review. And it's like, how, <laughs> how badly was this reviewed that the other team got a goal? <laughs> Like, what happened in the build-up here? But yeah, great pick there. Um, 13 to 8 as well. You could have actually, if you chopped around a wee, a wee bit more than that too, it actually kicked off a bit, a bit higher price. Than I that. think they came in. They went up and then came in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're saying 13 to 8 is a great price. Uh, it wasn't in comparison to what yourself and Dave did. So, Gordo, take us through it. Yeah, so I had, this was my only Saturday game. Bit of an odd one for me. Um, so, yeah, this was a, uh, Giza versus Sud Tirol, and I really fancied Sud Tirol in this spot. Uh, they scored almost immediately in the game. Uh, about 10 minutes in, uh, they, they'd, they'd had the ball in the back of the net, which was fantastic. And then nothing really happened until we got a goal alert for Pisa. Um, went in to have a look, and I got a goal under review, which is I'm never really on the side of goal under review, right? You know, with games, it's generally generally when you're getting a goal, you're wanting it. But uh, it was it was taken away, and Pisa went on to win this game one nil. Um, it it was a a one nil game where they were battered from by 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 Pisa for most of it. But you know, to get a sixteen to five outsider in, you've got to have some luck in there. 
And uh, yeah, well, you don't have to have some luck. Let's go talk about Dave's pick where he got fucking no luck at all. And just uh, uh, so, Dave, all finish, skill finishes off. How did you? How did your outsider go? Yeah, so I was uh, at Wolves against Liverpool, and uh, I like Wolves at sixteen to five. And Julie won this game three down. Uh, they took the lead for a Matty Bone goal on five minutes, and then uh, Dawson followed up a shot with a, a rebound. Scored on his debut for Wolves after 12 minutes. And as we know, if you'd backed it with 3-6-5, you were paid out anyway after 12 minutes. I was. Uh, but, you know, Liverpool didn't even get back in the game. Uh, Wolves went on to score a third through Neves in the 71st minute. Although, unless you're Jurgen Klopp, who claimed that goal didn't count. Have you doesn't seen count. Yeah. <laughs> he claimed it doesn't count because it's the only time they passed the, <laughs> passed the halfway line in the second half. I mean, someone needs to tell Klopp that's not really how football works. Yeah. But <laughs> clutching at straws there. But but to be fair, uh, like like I said last week, I got a few mates at Wolves fans, and uh, they were there. And you know, Lamina and Aitnuri were class for Wolves. They, they were really good. But, yeah, I mean, Liverpool had twenty-two attempts, but only four on target. There's just something not right down the line. Is uh, through the spine of the team, I think. Yeah, the Athletic have done a really good video on why Liverpool's high press. It's either the Athletic or Tifo, one of the two of them. Why um, Liverpool's high press isn't working anymore for for them, and Wolves are just like the the team that are going to fuck you if you get that. There's so much skill in yeah. that that the the later half of the park. But fantastic, Dave! What a pick! So three out of three outsiders, and um, your boys with your sixteen to five shots. They they are big odds over three to one. Um, a two pound fifty Trixie returned to two hundred and sixteen pounds three pence, and which you is a, you were at a substantial. Which is uh, better at that point. I know, and if we thought I was saying earlier, the one point seven eight to one banker treble was impressive. This was forty five point three to one, and it you know it didn't need a last minute Brighton goal. So, <laughs> so well done, everyone. That's that's a huge result, um, and it keeps up our good run of outsiders, and it also hopefully gave a lot of our listeners a, a very big return. On to the charity bets. We we have been dry in twenty twenty three, so we went all of January without hitting one. Uh, although we've been close with a couple of two out of threes. Um, I did not get my charity pick in this week. I was in the, the Belgian League, the Jupiler Pro again, for Eupen versus Westerlo, taking the away win, better than even, so it was 5-4. to four. They duly obliged and went a goal up, but were pegged back through a second-half Eupen penalty, and the game finished one each. So no charity, no charity winner for me. No charity for winner for me also. This was uh, Tottenham versus Man City, and I thought Man City would be they do well enough to beat them. Uh, they didn't. <laughs> they were, you know, Kane one nil. If you the least likely result when Tottenham winning for me is them winning it closely as well. It's it. I just I didn't I couldn't believe the record. Actually, we did touch on it a little bit. That you know every time they've played, they've, they've had a pretty positive result out of it. But I thought Man City were going to be much better than Spurs. Um, they weren't. Uh, so congrats and congrats to Harry Kane and overtaking. And, and now being the top goal scorer, English goal scorer of all, I think. Uh, Tag over now over Jimmy Graves' record. Jimmy, for Jimmy Graves. Yeah. So, congrats, uh, but no charity for me. So, Dave, how did you round out this weekend? Yeah, not, not a charity winner for me, but although, uh, I really like this. It's Harrogate. But to Carlos, 19 attempts, with that eight on goal and uh, seven block shots. And four off target, but uh, Harrogate was no goal on 82 minutes that they uh, got the winner through. Uh, I mean, we recorded last Tuesday, and Harrogate had played last Tuesday night, and they beat uh, they won five one in midweek. And I thought yeah. <laughs> they were getting excited, but uh, no, they couldn't uh, couldn't do it here, sadly. I was going to say Carlisle are forgiven because after we recorded last week, they obviously played that very night, and I just put a single on them. And they went and won five one at home against Barrow. So you know, f- fair enough. And it didn't matter, Dave, because Gordo and I also didn't get our charity bet in this <laughs> week. Um, so seven out of twelve for the podcast overall. But the way that they were combined was very, very lucrative, and we all got those big outsiders in. So a very successful week. 
I mean, that's what I, I was chatting to Andy last night, and that's what I was going to say was that it's amazing that like we got our easy picks per se in, we got our really difficult ones in, and then we lost five out of yeah. six flips. Like, yeah, it's just like pick heads, naps, tails, five five out of six times. Um, but yeah, so just just a really odd way of uh, how they how they came in, but you know, a very lucrative way, as Andy said. So. Yeah, very happy with it. And hopefully hey, if we can do that again this week, we'll be absolutely laughing. Um, before we get on to the picks for this week, just to remind everyone that we do have a Patreon channel. Um, you can give something back to the podcast supporters, help us keep going as a going concern uh, by being a member of the Trampled Bet Club for £6 a month. So it's patreon.com forward slash Trampled Bet or just download the Patreon app on your phone, search for Trampled Bet. As a member of the club, you get this podcast as an early release video podcast. So we're we are uh, filming this on, on Wednesday evening. So you get it nice and early before the um, the podcast hits the Sports Social Network on the Friday. You also get a special middle section. So while we cut to an ad break uh, during the audio podcast, um, you will get us shooting the breeze about stuff that's happened in the, the gambling world, the sporting world, and also picks that we quite liked for this weekend show but didn't make it. Um, so other picks that we, we potentially looked at and across, not just football, across all sorts of sports. Uh, and possibly the handiest thing you get is the cheat sheet. So all picks written down so that you're able to tell the difference between Ghent and Genk um, by just pulling it up on the Patreon app. Really appreciate all our Patreon members. Thank you to all of you who already subscribe. But, uh, you know, we'd obviously love some more. Okay, we're going to hit the short ad break now. Um, Patreons, we will see you for the middle section. And we'll catch everyone after this short break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, and now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, February 11th, 2023. As usual, we'll run through the normal order, banker pick from each of us, value pick from each of us, outsider pick from each of us, and round it up with a charity treble. We will try and hit that charity treble for the first time of 2023, so on next week's show, uh, we can announce that we have donated some money to charity. Okie doke. Uh, I'm going to start with my banker for this week, which will undoubtedly be the last pick chronologically of all the games because it's Monday evening in the Italian top division, the Serie A, for Sampdoria versus Inter. So it's UK time of 7.45pm on Monday. And the away win on Inter Milan is 4-9, to nine, so um, just under 1-2. Enter our second place in the league. They've got 43 points from 21 matches and a plus 15 goal difference. Sampdoria are 19th, so that is second bottom of the 20-team league, with only 10 points from 21 matches and a minus 26 goal difference. So this is second top versus second bottom in a 20-team league. Form-wise, Inter have collected 10 points from the last five games. Sampdoria are dead last in the five-game form table with just the one point from their last five league matches. Sampdoria are also dreadful at home. So of the 10 points so far this season, only two of those have come from their home games. So really, really poor at home. Um, they've played, as I say, 10 home games, conceding 16 goals and only scoring twice. So just two points and just two goals at home this season. Head-to-head over the last 10 meetings, so that's dating back to 2018, eight Inter wins, one draw and one Sampdoria win. So recent head-to-head is in Inter's favour as well. The last two meetings, although both being played in Milan, have resulted in 3-0 victories for Inter. So they should have more than enough to beat a very poor Sampdoria side. Um, And it's worth waiting till Monday evening. Uh, for this banker bet at four to nine. Nice. I actually I looked at this as a as a pick as well, and 
the only reason I didn't pick it was because it was on Monday and I had one. It was on Monday a couple of weeks back. And I feel like the sweat on 11 of 12 on a Monday is going to be so difficult for you. But they'll go up 2 0 pretty quickly. So, um, and also, see, Sampdoria, so Sampdoria got a point last week against Monza. Uh, they had that. They were two. They were two. It's a two-all draw. It was a two-all draw. They were two-one up until the ninety-fifth minute, where Mario Pessina from Monza managed to score for them. I was watching that game. Uh, they are shit. They brought on yeah. um, Quagrielella just now for them, who's forty-one. I'm going to say all day. He's still stuck. He's still getting his, the game. Who's a mixture of Disney favourites, Quasimodo and Cinderella. Yes, as a, we're a very Disney-themed show this week, aren't we? Um, but yeah, so I think it's a really good pick, Andy. Um, I have a pick of a similar ilk. Um, oh, Leeds are beating Man United in the Premier League just now. Sorry, just as I flat, but go through a flash score. Um, so uh, this is Nice versus Aishi Ajaccio. And this is definitely chronologically the first pick of the week. Uh, so this is Friday night at 8pm. Nice have been fantastic since the uh, Nice have been fantastic since the the restart uh, after the World Cup. And um, they've came back and they've they've taken I think thirteen points from five games. Contrast that with AC Ajaccio's three points from five games. They're only three points coming uh, when Angers were one 0 up against them, got a man sent off, and and uh, AC Ajaccio come back and won it two one. Angers, the actual worst team in the league, as opposed to just one of the bottom dwellers. Contrast the two teams' points totals at the moment. Um, you've got Nice on 34 in 8th place and you've got uh, AC Ajaccio on 18 points in 22nd. Now, it doesn't sound like Nice have been fantastic uh, so far. Consider the opposition they've played in the last couple of weeks. They went to Marseille and won the game 3-1 against them. They beat Lons, who are right up towards the top of the league as well. They beat Lille and they beat Montpellier 6-1 in those games. Their only blemish was a 0-0 draw against Riem, who we were talking about last week, have got Will still in as their manager at the moment, and who's, who's doing pretty good business for them. And Balogun, or Bagelin? Balogun. Um, so, yeah, Nice have been really good. Ajaccio have, have not been great. They lost 7-1 to Monaco a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can get them at, at what I think is quite big banker odds, 4-7. Um, so that's Friday night, Friday night games, and it's an early payout league. So starting us off gently, Dave. Are we? Are we in England? We are in England. Yeah, we're in the Championship, and it's uh, Burnley against Preston, and uh, we'll have Burnley here at one to two. So Burnley top of the league, here, sixty-five points from there, twenty-nine games. They've scored 58 and conceded 26. Uh, Preston, mid-table, they're in 11. They took 40 points from there, 29. But they've only scored 27 goals this season, conceded 33. Burnley are first in the form table. They've taken 15 from the last five, where Preston have only taken six from five. Uh, Burnley have got the best home record in the league, taking 37 points from 15. The Wolves have only conceded 12 home goals this season. Uh, Preston's away record's pretty good, actually. They, they took 27 from 14. But you're looking at Burnley's idea. They haven't lost in the league since the 5th of November. And they lost to Sheffield United. They've won 10 straight games since then in the league. Uh, beating Norwich 3-0 last week. Uh, well, Preston have lost five in their last eight. Uh, Burnley got decent record against Preston and won. Won the last three and drew two. And uh, Burnley also ranked first in goals scored uh, in the league. They're averaging two goals a game, whereas Preston are averaging 0.9. And also Preston haven't kept a clean sheet in the last five. And for a team that, you know, have scored double the amount of goals that Preston have this time of the season and the way they're playing under company, can't see anything but a Burnley win here. Yeah, three very solid picks all around one to two, which is pretty high for um, for banker bets. And uh, if you take into all early payout leagues, all accumulator bonus leagues, if you're you know using three six fives, it takes the odds of the banker treble over two and a half to one. Nice. 
But you is... say early pay out. One of the games is on Monday night. It's not that early. <laughs> 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 you might be hanging around, but you may you may even get an early payout in the first half in that game, all things being equal. So yeah, two point four eight to one is the is the exact odds that the banker treble works out at. So that's Inter Milan, Nice, and Burnley. On to the value picks now, where we up the odds slightly. These tend to fall around the even money mark, although I think Gordo's got a wee bit of a surprise for us this week. Um, and Gordo, you are also a liar um, with your 8pm on Friday being the earliest match. Let me take you to the Bundesliga on Friday <laughs> evening for a 7.30pm kickoff between Schalke and Wolfsburg. So I've got the latest game. I've also got the earliest game. Um, Schalke dead last in the 18-team Bundesliga. Uh, they've got 11 points from 19 games and a huge minus 27 goal difference. Wolfsburg, they're up in seventh spot, 29 points and a plus 12 goal difference. Form-wise, Wolfsburg have picked up nine points from the last five matches, whereas Schalke are second bottom of that five-game form table with only two points. And those two points came from their last two matches. Um, so obviously they drew both of them. Would you like to have a guess at the score in both games? 1-1? Uh, 0-0. Nil nil. Yeah, Dave, they don't score any they don't score any goals. So that's why they've just not been getting any points. But they've managed two goalless draws in their last two games, and that's where the two the two points have come from. Uh and in fact, they actually only scored one goal across those five games to earn those two points. Um so yeah, they're they're not scoring any goals. Uh the last five times the teams have met, dating back to 2020, four Wolfsburg wins and a draw. Would you like to guess what score that draw was? <laughs> it was an nil-nil draw. Yeah, so um, Wolfsburg may have lost their last three games, but it's been to much better opposition with Bayern Munich and Union Berlin being their, their last two losses. But the good thing is they did score in all three of those losses against better opposition. So I'm pretty sure they can get a goal or two against Schalke. And with how Schalke can't score any goals, that should be enough to carry them on to victory here. And I think the away price on Wolfsburg at 10 to 11 is pretty good value at just under even money. Decent. No, I think that's good. I'm sorry that I deceived all of our patrons by half an hour when it comes to the <laughs> in this game. I assured you it was not deliberate. Um, yeah, so let's talk odd values for me. Um, this one's a bit odd because it's a quite a big price, but I think I've got good reasoning and I swithered about putting it in the charity slot, but I think it fits value a lot better because I think it's a really good value pick. Um, Sierra B, uh, this is on the 11th at 5.15, which is very much a traditional Italian kickoff time in that league. Um, so yeah, on Saturday, I really fancy Perugia, to, to win against Ascoli away from home. Um, two teams that are right beside each other in the league, they're tied on points, 13th and 14th, 26 points each. Um, if it's a, it's a tale of two halves of the seasons, however, so because since uh, Perugia came back from that break, the, the enforced international break, they've been great. They beat Brescia last week 4-0, they beat Barry 2-0 in there. They lost to Parma, they beat Benevento and they drew with uh, Palermo in there who have also backed another part of this podcast. Um, Ascoli, not so much. Losing 3-0 last week to Citadella, 2-1 to Palermo. Uh, they drew with Spal but lost to Ternana and a 1-0 loss to Regina as well. Ascoli's home form's not much better. I know we're starting to go past the break now um, but they haven't won a game at home in five Uh their last one being against Cagliari in there. Two draws and three losses. Perugia's away form's been great. They've also got a really good head-to-head in this game. If you look at the last four times this game's played, because they, they're they in the same division, um, at Ascoli, Perugia have won all four. Um, so they've beaten Ascoli each time they've played. Back to tw- It's not as if I'm going back to like 1946, isn't here as well. Uh, you know, it's 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 2019. Um mm. It goes back to 1-0, 4-1, 1-0, 3-0 in there. Um, and they beat them when the fixture was reversed as well. They've just got a really good record against uh, Ascoli here. And I think the spicy odds of 2-1 to one at Hills, 15-8 to eight at Bet365 merit this being a value pick rather than an outsider. It just seems like such a good outsider pick. 
And considering how well we've been doing at The Outsiders, it just seems like this was made for it. I, I consider anything under two to one a value. Get yourself right up over that two to one mark if you're doing this. No, I, I just think that I had two really strong outside. I've been picking outsiders quite well recently, right? And my values mm-hmm. have been really tough to get. So let's take the flip out of my hands. Get me up to two to one. <laughs> let's, around. Football betting's really hard. How can I make it harder? <laughs> Every everyone has a everyone has a thought process. Mine is not always clear. But yeah, so. I, I, I like the pick. I, I, like, I like the pick. I'm, you know the way you've explained it there. It just seems, it just seems perfect. So yeah. So uh, yeah, you'll get them around two to one. So Dave, you get something three to one, four to one for your value, or what? Are you, uh, going, so, what are we doing? Sadly not. But do you know how much stick you're going to get if that comes in and your outsider doesn't? Yeah, <laughs> oh, and, and the outside and the outsider <laughs> treble fails as a result. You're adding a lot of conjecture here, guys. Right, come on, just let's all get all of these picks in and we'll be fine. Yeah, no, for uh, for my value, uh, I'm, I'm taking my banker last week, and it's Cardiff against Middlesbrough, and uh, you can get Middlesbrough at twelve to eleven. Uh, you know, we spoke a lot about Middlesbrough last week. But the third in the table, they've got 48 from 30, whereas Cardiff's in 21st. They've only taken 29 from their 30 games. Again, another team that can't score. They've only scored 21 league goals this season. Middlesbrough second in the form table, taking 12 from their last five. Cardiff have only taken one from their last five. Uh, Cardiff are 20th worst home record as well. They're only taking 17 points at home for 15 games. And they've only scored 11 home goals this season, which uh, puts them down in 24th in goals scored, which is bottom of the division with only 0.7 a goal per match. So if Middlesbrough get a couple of goals, uh, you certainly can't see Cardiff getting back into it. Uh, Cardiff, they haven't won a league game since uh, the 5th of November. Uh, Lost their last three. Is this a bank? I know, but I'm very surprised that there weren't more bankry odds, and they're actually 12 to 11. I mean, their borrowers of Y forms like mid table, they've took like 19 from 15, so maybe that's why they, they don't fancy him a little bit away. But I mean, I certainly fancy him here to be a poor Cardiff side, so the, the run middles were a bit on. This just this sounds like my value pick except in England instead of in Germany. A team away from home that are doing pretty well against a team that just cannot score any goals. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it sounds great, Dave. And if you take um, the three as a treble, so Wolfsburg, Perugia and Middlesbrough, we're up at over 10 to 1, 10.77 to 1 for, for the value treble this week. Uh, a lot of that obviously down to, down to Gordon with his 15 to 8 shot. Yeah, yeah. We're Looking ambitious. That it's an early payout league. I boys. like it. It's definitely not an early payout game. They're going to win it one nil probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, on to the outsiders. Then uh, we obviously were very successful last week. We have been very successful this season uh, picking outsiders. So let's hope that that trend continues. Um, I've got a Friday game, I've got a Monday game now time for a traditional 3pm Saturday game in the Scottish Championship between Greenock Morton and Queen's Park Queen's Park currently top of the Scottish Championship they're leading second placed Air United by 4 points and they've picked up 43 points from 23 games and a plus 16 goal difference. Morton are back in 7th, that doesn't sound that far back but it is only a 10 team league um, so they're in seventh place with 31 points from 22 games and a plus seven goal difference. But the interesting thing here is the difference in form. Uh, Queen's Park lead the league's five game form table, 10 points from the last five games. Whereas Morton are dead last with only two points from their last five games. Much like the actual league standings, Morton are seventh in the league home table. Queen's Park top of the league's away from home table. And I think the way that the momentum is with both clubs right now, if you ask me to pick a winner of that game, I'd be picking Queen's Park. Uh, and they're actually priced up at 9-5. to five. So you're almost getting 2-1 to one for a team that I think 
is more likely to win. So that's just excellent value. Um, yeah, so there we go, Gordon. Sorry, they're under two to one. Uh, but there's <laughs> Queen's, like Queen's Park. Maybe you going to find a big, a big boy pick for like the for the real stuff, or are you just going to keep it around there? Let me let me just try and get this in as a winner. Uh, you know, getting getting a team that's priced up as an underdog in as a winner, um, I'd be more than happy with. So my outsider for the week, Queens Park. I mean, my outsider's not much bigger a price than my value, to be honest. It's, it's around there. So, but I am over the two to one mark for my threshold here. I'll take us to Spain um, for two teams that you probably aren't really that interested in, um, and we shouldn't be because they're going to draw. Uh, this is via the lead versus Osasuna. Um, if you look at the overall table, it's ninth place Osasuna on 29 points, scored 19, conceded 19, uh, versus via the lead who have scored 15, conceded 28, and are in 23 points. So only separated by six points. These teams, <laughs> Osasuna have drawn their last five games away from home. In a row. So some of them in cup games, and some of them went to penalties and they've had to do that. But their last five away games have been draws. They they're just drawing games at the moment when they're when they're playing away from home. Um via the Leeds home games have been decided by when they're not playing against Real Madrid, one goal. So they beat Real Sociedad 1-0 and they beat Valencia 1-0. They had one game with the loss 3-0 against Madrid. They lost to Real Vallecano 1-0 and they lost 1-0 to Mallorca. They aren't scoring many goals here. They've scored two goals in their last five games. Um, Osasuna you know, are scoring goals, but they're tending to draw games at the moment here. Um, I just think this game looks like a draw all day and a 0-0 draw all day. It's a game I expect to get notifications for here. I'm going to take it as a correct score, but I'm not putting that in the, the podcast uh, as some kind of deranged pick. I've already been there with my value. So, yeah, you'll get them at 21 to 10. Uh, so big, big price. Um, the bookies think this game's going to be around the draw as well. Pricing, uh, this is Coral's line on this. 95, 2 to 1, 7 to 4. That's the, the lineup for their prices here. It just looks like a, a game that's going to end up a draw. Uh, 21 to 10 to, to, for the draw here. You want to go daft, go correct score daft. Um and this probably goes out to probably me and Joey in here, uh, six to one, because he because he love a bit of that. So, um, yeah, I think this game's gonna be a draw. Dave, where are you going for your uh, outsider here? I'm looking forward <laughs> well, to this. I have been all yeah, going to surprise a few people here, and uh, I'm also going to Spain, but I'm going to La Liga two, and it's uh, Sunday night at eight o'clock. And it's Ibiza against Ponferradina. I hope I'm saying that right. Oh, you are. Yeah, that's good pronunciation. <laughs> and uh, you get Ponferradina at 13 to 5. So uh, Ponferradina in 19th. They've got 27 points from their 26 games, whereas uh, those Ibiza boys have been parting a bit too hard lately and they're uh, bottom of the league. They've only got 18 from 26. They've only scored 17 goals as well. Uh Dana been in all right form. Their mid table took six from their last five, whereas Ibiza have only took uh two from their last five. They've also got the twenty first worst home record. <laughs> this is a great record. They've took thirteen points from thirteen home games and scored thirteen goals. Unlucky for them. Exactly. Uh yeah, but Ferradina again, they've got a mid-table away record. They've took 11 from 13. Um, Ibiza have drawn the last two games, but they've lost five before that, whereas Ferradina have three draws, a win and a loss. Uh, Ibiza have one win in their last 18 league games. So, like I said, they're clearly out all night partying and not worrying about their football. But they've had four meetings historically. Uh Ferradina uh one two. There's a draw and that and they've won one in the cup. Uh one great thing I did find when I was looking researching this game is Ibiza have a defender and his name is Ibiza. It's brilliant. Even spelled exactly the same way. And they've they've also got a I don't know if you remember Nolito. Yeah, he played yes. in Man City. Man City. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and Celta Vigo. He's obviously gone to live it up in Ibiza. Because let's face it, if you're a professional footballer at the end of your career and Ibiza come calling, yes. you're going to Ibiza, <laughs> aren't you? 
But no, I think uh, yeah, Ponferradina look good here at thirteen to five, considering how uh, bad Ibiza have been playing. I mean, is there a league under La Liga two? Where, where will they end up, Ibiza? Yeah, are you referring to the RFEF yeah. uh, Division Eight? Yeah. yeah, is that a professional league? I've, I'm not sure, but I, I, I like your pick in here, Dave, and I've backed against uh, Ibiza multiple times this season already when Granada played them, beat them in 2-0 and some other folk in there. So good pick. And uh, welcome to welcome to your wee, wee holiday section. <laughs> yeah, boosting across to Spain unexpectedly. So we've got wins for Queen's Park and Ponferradina and a draw between Valladolid and Osasuna. And the treble, if you fancy the outsider treble, works out 30.24 to 1. Um, but I'll be putting it on as usual as a Trixie. So I just need two of them to come in. Um, and we have another successful outsider week. They are the main picks from the show. Now on to the not so small matter of the charity bet because I'm getting anxious and we haven't hit one in 2023. Okay, we're only just into the second month, but uh, you know we want to get get some money on the board and donated to charity. So let's do it this week. And I think I've got, hey, a good pick for this uh, Sunday. So, you you know, the casual observer might not notice, but those of you that are paying attention will notice I've got games on Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. <laughs> so I'm just spreading myself across the weekend. Um, and I'm back in Belgium in the Jupiler Pro League, 12.30 on Sunday for Genk versus Antwerp. And the home win for Genk here is 10 to 11. Um, the only surprise really is it's taken so long for Genk to be mentioned on this week's picks but they are here in the charity slot they did the business in my outsider slot last week away at Ghent once again they're great odds here at home to Antwerp they still lead the league 62 points from 24 matches a massive plus 38 goal difference Antwerp are good they're in third spot but that's still 15 points behind Genk so they're on 47 um, unsurprisingly Genk are top of the league's home game table but they are dominant at home. They've taken, can only be described as an incredible 34 points from 12 home games. So that's 11 wins and just the one draw. Um, the one thing that doesn't look great here is that the last time the sides met in the cup um, was at Genk Stadium in January. So just last month in Antwerp, turned them over 3-0. However, that was a cup game and I'm also sure it'll give Genk that little bit of impetus to take some revenge and prove they're the better side this time round in the league fixture. If you're going to get Genk at home around even money in against anyone in this league, you should you should just take it, no questions asked. So my pick for the week is Genk with a K. Um, anytime you know mention Belgium, I feel like we should just have a little soft voice over the back going, not an early payout league. Not an early payout <laughs> league in the background there. It's but not. but uh, then again, Gordo, neither is the Scottish Championship where I've got Queen's Park and neither is any time you pick a fucking draw. <laughs> well, that's not true. Uh, my 1-0 draw that I tried to back a while ago. Um, but no, I think I think it's a good pick in there. Uh, yeah, so nice, nice weekend spread there. Um, yeah, I am in Sierra B for me, which is an early payout league. Um, this, <laughs> and I'm taking a pick I really thought about making uh, a banker. They, they just were a little bit too high in the odds for that. Um, and it's rampant league leaders Frozenoni playing against Citadella. Now, I've been following the Sierra B for about six or seven years now. And it's the same with the French lower divisions. You never really get a runaway league winner. But this year in the leagues, you're getting that. So in the French leagues, you've got a couple. Martigues are ahead um, in the, the, the Liga Nationale and the, the French League too. You've also got teams that are way ahead. Frozenoni are 11 points clear in this league. Um, and they've only played 23 games. So, you know, they've been fantastic. They've taken 36, uh, they've, they've scored 36 goals, conceded 13 goals in that game, in, in their 23 games played. Contrast that with Citadella, who have taken 27 points from 23, so they're you know they're over a draw a game, um, but they've scored only 19 uh, and conceded 26. There, they are the joint lowest scorers in the league, despite being in 12th place. Um, they are only three points out of the relegation zone. There's a big cluster of teams between 12th place and 19th that are separated by four points. So, you know, they may sound mid-table, but 
two losses and, and you're down towards the bottom in the relegation zone. Um, no concern in that way for Frozenoni. They've taken 29 points from their 11 games played at home this season and they've conceded three goals. They don't concede many goals at home when they play there. Citadel is a waveform. They've taken 13 points from 12 games. They've scored less uh, than they've conceded. They've, they've scored nine, conceded 14. Um, Frozenoni, the form team here, taking five uh, five wins from the last five games. Citadel, again, have not been too bad. This is more a bet on Frozenoni than it is against Citadella, but they don't tend to score many game, uh, many goals here. Um, the only thing that puts this game at slightly higher odds, I think, is the fact that Citadella have won four out of the last five games time, times they've played here, uh, including earlier on in the season, giving them one of their only losses uh, in, in 2020. In, uh, sorry, uh, uh, yeah, their only losses. Uh, that was a 90-second minute goal there that they got at the end of the game. And I looked at the lineups and the stats for that. Frozenoni were fucking all over them. Anyway, that aside, I think two to three is a really good price uh, in here for, for, for the uh, charity. Somewhat shite baggy. However, I will I will say this. Let's just get one in and then it doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> we haven't managed to land one this yet. So, Dave, I mean, where are you, where are you now? Pa- Turkey, pa- Greece? Are you another holiday destination? Patreon viewers would have seen me pull a face there at the mention of those odds. And it wasn't, as as you implied, because they were small. It was because you said two to three instead ah, of four to six. Ah, to four to six, yes. <laughs> uh, yes, well, uh, unfortunately, I'll be sticking with what the uh, the bookmakers have got down as so as not to confuse anyone. But yeah, I think, it, I think it's a good price. I think Frozenoni will win that game. You know, they're, they're not one I'm worried about. I'm literally looking at it in Bet365 right now and it says four to six. I don't, I mean, I've got a background on, but it says two to three for me. Uh, this is not the content people want to listen to, Andy. Dave, where are you and what you got? Final pick. Uh, yeah, not a holiday destination, but I have been to a very good festival here. It's uh, Leeds against Man United and uh, it's Sunday two o'clock and I'll take United at four to five. Which I did really like this pick, but uh, I think you said Leeds are beating them at the minute, aren't they? They are, yes. But yeah, one nil, one nil. The boy yeah. they signed from Zurich, that Wilfred Nonto, uh, who uh, banged them against. Yeah, he's yeah. he's in the first minute, but yeah, there's plenty yeah, of time for them. New manager bounced. They'll, they'll be bounced back down by next this Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so a lot we just mentioned this, this game's happening at the moment, but it's uh, it's at Old Trafford. This will be the uh, quick turnaround. This game is at Leeds, but. Yeah, the minute Man United are third, they've got 42 points. Leeds in 17th, they've only got 18 points. Uh, United have taken 10 from their last five, whereas Leeds have only taken three from their last five. Uh, Leeds, no win in their last eight Premier League games, which is, uh, as we were saying before, it's in the second of Jesse Marsh. United have only lost one league game since the 2nd of October, and that was a loss to uh, Arsenal in January. Uh, yeah, they've been on a really good run. Uh, also in the Carabao Cup final, uh, United haven't lost to Leeds in the last six meetings with five wins and a draw, excluding obviously at this moment in it's time. It's just but... funny because you're talking about it and they're currently losing. <laughs> yeah. It's just like they've never lost the no. losing now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, hopefully we can uh, see a turn around like that. But, you know, yeah, Rashford's been really good. Uh, Wegos has, has, has even looked pretty good up front for United. I think there was a bit of uh, eye risers for that. But, you know, he seems, seems to know what he's doing. He, he certainly sorted them out since they were getting beat at the start of the season. Uh, they've settled really well now, United. I think maybe a big part of it has got to do with Ronaldo being, being moved on and bit toxicity out of the club. Bruno Fernandes is uh, certainly playing a lot better. He's, he's third in the league with big chances created with 14. So I, I think they'll have a bit... Hopefully they'll turn it around tonight, but I, I still think they'll have a bit too much as well at the weekend. Might, if they lose tonight, it might make it even more fired up. Yeah, that's a bit better odds for them. <laughs> yeah. It's not our most ambitious charity treble of all time, gentlemen. Um, so wins for Genk, Frozenone, and Man United combines to 4.88 to 1, but still that'd be almost 60 quid to a charity next week. So let's hope that next week we're able to make that announcement. 
if you did fancy combining all of the picks, as I do every week, because one day, the mega coupon, that is the dream, the 12-fold, <laughs> you know, and I don't want to miss it when we do get it in, because this week it combines to over 7,500 to 1. So uh, I'll, I'll put some spare change on that and, and hope to hit it big. It. Five a week on yeah. every week, and that's that last week the cash it got up to like sixty quid when Dave's when mine and Dave's picks were in there. But we, I mean, me and Andy have talked about this before. Is that see when we land the mega coupon, the podcast is fucking done. We just pack that's up. That's it. <laughs> What's the point? How can you come back next week and be like, yeah, we went. Uh, would you go two out of two? Aye, but what? Probably two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, you hit the mega coupon. It's a thank you very much. Podcasts completed it, mate. Yeah, right, that's it. We'll see you all. We'll see all for a big day in Glasgow. All any any member of the Facebook group that fancies a couple of bites on us, you're in. And uh, talking about that Facebook group, uh, we do have a Facebook group. Just search Trampled Bet Podcast on Facebook and click Request to Join. We'll let you in. Come join the community. There's over 250 people in there talking about um, not just the picks from the show, but their own picks and what they like. Michael Stokes has been tracking his progress this year and always firing out with tips when it comes to rugby union, an area that I don't know anything about really but always happy to follow michael's suggestions because he's been very very successful so do come in join the facebook group uh it's the super bowl this weekend there are members of the community that really know their stuff when it comes to american football so uh do get involved in that conversation because i'll be looking for you guys to give me tips when it comes to what i should be doing with my with my money on the american football game because i will watch the game it's always nice to have a little bit of interest in something that isn't the over under on the national anthem which is the which is like my favourite bet of the year. The so be- <laughs> The best bet. I was just going to say, I mean, Will and Mick, I know they were both on on the Outsiders as well from, from the Facebook group as well. So they were they were on the big sweat also. So uh, yeah, congrats to that as well. And it's good to see the engagement. It's always good to uh, to hear from folk as well. Yeah, so come and be a member of Facebook. Join the Patreon if you fancy, uh, if you fancy that too, seeing the video podcast and also getting the cheat sheet of all the picks written down. Gordo, Dave, it's been enjoyable as always gentlemen thank you very much for your time um and we shall see you to recap what hopefully will be another successful week on next week's show um as it is best of luck everyone for this weekend happy hunting bye the trampled bet podcast is produced by andy vaughn gordon mclarnan and gary black part of the sports social podcast network find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk sports social podcast network